So I'm gonna call this um, parallels. And um, although the Lord has always given me dreams, I very rarely even um, share them. And I know I'm bad at that. Um, honestly, it's just because I usually want to go right back to sleep. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I just like, I just want to. I just want to get my sleep, so it's kind of selfish, but um, I figured I would share this, and I don't know if the Lord has done this with any of you, but um, after my hell testimony, like after I went to hell, um, so when the Lord took me to hell, I'm seeing now, like he's shown me, that was like a... Uh, it was like a parallel timeline began. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that happens all the time, really, with us. Um, with every choice we make, you know, it, it, it could lead us to different, you know, paths, uh, different directions in our life. But, um, so, uh, it's, it's tough because, um, you know, these dreams, they're personal, you know, so sometimes you, I mean, it's about, you know, your personal life, obviously, but, um, you know, I asked the Lord, like, you want me to share it, I'll share it, so I was just like, I'm, I'm gonna share it, um, so, before I went to hell, I was, um, I had some extremely negative thinking in my mind going on, and, um, I sold heroin at the time. I sold weed and cocaine and pills and, you know, I, I sold drugs. I was a drug dealer. And um, I was noticing the effects that I was having in my neighborhood, on my street, with the people that that uh, copped off me or whatever, that, that bought um, dope off me. I was seeing the effects daily, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and sometimes instantly, you know, I had a, I had a guy like uh, overdose right in front of me and um, I had to, uh, I had to um, call somebody in his phone to come and get him. And, um, while I was doing that, I also um, was working in the funeral industry, picking up the deceased. So I was around a lot of death, you know, seeing a lot of corpses, touching a lot of the corpses. And um, I just, I was a bad dude, you know. Um, even though I didn't really think that I was a bad guy, um, looking back, I definitely was, and, um, you know, I was a street dude, honestly, so even getting that job at the funeral home, that was like, um, that was new to me, because honestly, I remember I only got the job to pay for uh, a convertible, 
you know, because I wanted a vehicle and um, I needed to have um, a legit way to show that I was making money. And um, obviously you can't, <laughs> you can't prove that selling dope. And I, I could have doctored the, the, I could have doctored it. You know what I mean? I could have fabricated it and, you know, we have the technology to, to have that done, you know, have somebody like Photoshop paycheck stubs and things like that. I actually think, um, I think I actually like reached out to my brother <laughs> to do that for me. Um, so, uh, anyway, um, so long story short, uh, around this time, um, I was, uh, yeah, it's tough, it's, it's tough to, like, kind of, uh, no, 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 I gotta get it out, spit it out, but, um, I was thinking of doing something, like, really, really bad, I'll put it like that, and it's definitely, uh, uh, I think it's definitely one of the deadly sins, or it's definitely breaking the commandment, you know, uh, a major one, like, can't enable, right, so, that was going on in my mind, and, um, I felt justified thinking that way, um, because of just like I wasn't aware of like how demons worked and I wasn't even thinking about demons really I was just thinking about people you know how people act and how they need to be dealt with you know and I needed to I needed to um I needed to take vengeance in my own hands type of thinking you know and that's really how most of the world thinks you know without Jesus so I was thinking like that, and um, it was bad because um, I was like, I was thinking on the level of like taking out a whole family. So, uh, like I said, this is kind of tough, you know, but um, I'm not that guy no more. Like Jesus changed my life completely, you know, and um so, um, anyways, I was thinking like that, and, you know, obviously, I made the correct choice, I gave my life to Christ, and <clears throat> I chose the correct path, but the Lord sends me reminders, he, um, he gives me dreams every now and then, I've had two that stick out. And, um, one, I think I, I do believe I shared it, which was, um, I don't want to get too detailed, but there was a situation with, um, a woman and her daughter and it dealt with dope and, and, and um, money. And, um, he showed me, um, a dream where, um, she set me up by like either her dude or some some um some some guys like her brothers or just some dudes that she she run with and um it was so real that I thought it, 
actually happened. Like even like this dream I'm about to tell you, um, is is real. It's very real. But um, and it's me. You know what I mean? Like it's me, and it's it's like the way that God sets these things up. I don't know no different. Like He shows me like that exactly what would happen. It's so real. I mean, I I thought it happened, you know? Like, I don't have any, like, that's why I'm calling this one parallels because you don't have any, you can't think of, like, where you're at now. You're thinking of if you made it, all those decisions to end up in that timeline, you know what I mean? So, I could tell, like, um, in that and that first dream that I'm telling you about now with the girl and her daughter and all of that, um, you know, she felt that I owed her some money, right? And, um, you know, I, I flaked out on her and I didn't pay her. And <clears throat> the whole thing was like, I really didn't even need her services like I was a married dude and I was really you know just thinking sexually you know what I mean with this this lady um just because I knew her from way before my marriage and um when we were younger and I kind of had a thing for her or whatever and it just so happens like I she ended up like literally being related to one of my neighbors. So I was seeing her again all the time. So that was going on. And. It's just disgusting man. Like I don't even. I hate talking about this stuff. Like this. Because <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not that guy no more. But. um. So anyway. She set me up. And I got shot in the head. And it was real. Like I felt the pain. Um, as soon as I got shot. I couldn't see. And. I kept getting shot at, but like the main, the main damage was getting shot in the head, um, in my face, you know, and, um, I don't know, it was just a real dream, and, um, when I got shot in my head, I couldn't see, um, I automatically was trying to get away from whoever was shooting at me. And I got shot a couple more times, I believe. I'm, I don't know if I posted this dream or not. I know I told my my uh, my cousin about it, but because he know he know the people I'm talking about. Um, so anyway, in that dream, I got away, and like I made it into this other neighborhood, and just so happened to be on the lawn of. A guy that was a police officer, but I didn't know it at first. I just thought it was some dudes from the hood or whatever. And I think they was like some street dudes, and they they dad just happened to be a cop, so they see me uh, collapse in their front yard or backyard or whatever, and they went in and got their dad. And then I think I think I woke up after that or something like that, as I was I thought I was dying. So this dream lets me know that I didn't die. 
This dream lets me know that I survived that. And that God would have, if that, if I went that path, that God would have saved me from uh, being shot. And man, he's a patient. He's really, he really is a patient, patient God. And he really has all kinds of plans for us. Um, if we just don't get it, if we're like not getting the message to like repent and give our life to him, he, um, He's, he really is, I mean, what the Bible says, you know, he's, he's, he's quick to forgive and he's, he's long suffering and he's patient. And, um, and I guess that's why he's giving me these dreams. So if this dream probably is not that, that crazy, I guess, as far as like somebody coming after me, but me um, trying to kill somebody, and that's why I'm a little, like, ashamed, because, like, now that I'm waking up, I'm like, man, why would I, why would I snap out like that, or something like that, I could have handled that way differently, you know what I mean, like, the way that I'm thinking now, because I know all the principles, I know all the teachings of Jesus, and God is a good God, and, like, you know, his teachings are, are just, they're just truth, and this is just, I mean, it's just the best way to handle situations as far as, like, turning the other cheek, and even though you're angry, make sure you don't sin, you know what I mean? Uh, because the demons use those little spike points to come in and, and to manifest um, the devil's will through, through you, you know what I mean? And they can come in in those little openings, and that's what they do all day long. They set these little traps all day long, all day long, set these traps so that... Um, they can they can come in and one of my issues is anger you know and it's been the most difficult thing that i have to work on and it's not easier in this life because when you become a christian you become more of a target and more stuff happens to you so it gets worse and it's just it's so difficult to the point to where i don't want to continue learning these lessons and I don't want to continue um going through the experiences that I'm that I'm currently going through because it is driving me like it, it, it drives me to the breaking point every day. You know what I mean? It drives me to the point breaking point every day to where I have to retreat. When sometimes you really want to smack somebody up. You know, you really want to lay somebody out. You really want to teach people a lesson, you know what I mean? And that's the old me. And that was I was successful at teaching people lessons that way, but they would all they would always hold bitterness and resentment because people never see what they do what they're doing to you to upset you. People always think what they're doing is the right thing. They always feel justified because that internal dialogue is going on between them and the demon. And the demon is reassuring them that. They were thinking correctly and that they were making the correct decisions and everybody else is wrong. And so that's that's the breakthrough that I've had, you know, to to to, to the way that I think now. And I can only be thinking this way now because of reading the Bible and applying its the teachings of Jesus. So in this next dream, I didn't 
it's weird like with these dreams because there's days and weeks and months that happen very quickly you know what I mean and it was the same with that last dream I didn't get into a lot of detail but that's how that last dream was and that's how this dream was it's crazy because I only had five hours of sleep I didn't go to bed till 5 a.m. Because when I get off work, I'm still working. You know, I got these books I'm doing. I'm doing the audio books. I'm still doing music. <clears throat> you know, and I'm really, I'm trying to like make up for all the, the bad stuff that I did in my life. Like all the bad music I made. All the, the bad things. And <clears throat> I want to make sure I'm producing Fruits for the Kingdom. And not what I was doing, which is Works of Evil. So this is me, this is my personal journey and life, and it's not about works, you know what I mean? I, I get that. But when you've done, when you've lived your life the wrong way for so long, um, there's just something in you that wants to correct these mistakes. You know, you just want to, to do right and, and for, for yourself, you know what I mean? So you could just know that you didn't waste your whole life here doing the wrong thing. And some people do that, you know, some people live their whole life doing the wrong thing. And at the last minute, they give their life to Christ, you know. Um, fortunately, I gave my life to Christ a few years ago. So it's like crunch time. And I, I am working like that. I'm extremely exhausted and wore out. And even when I try to, like, take a break, there's just, I can't take a break for long because... God is just, I don't know if it's God or what it is, but there's just something in me that's, that's like fighting to fight, like, like fighting to your, your, you know, just, I don't know, die fighting. That's the only thing I can think of, die fighting, you know what I mean? Or don't go out, go out without a fight, you know, like you don't know where you're going to end up, you know, you hope, you pray and hope for the best that, um. That I could make it into heaven by the skin of my teeth, right? So, it is. Sorry, I'm definitely going back to sleep after this. Um, and this next dream, this next dream, um, I'm walking around with the scars of that shooting. And the reason I know this is because there's times where, um, I'm in the bathroom, you know, and I'm looking in the mirror in the dream. Like, really looking in the mirror and looking at not having an eye, right? With my, I got shot in, the, in, in, that, in my right eye in the dream or whatever. Or where I got shot initially. And, um, so in this dream, I'm living, I have roommates. Uh, it seems like I have three roommates. So <clears throat> one of the roommates is um, a black lady and her teenage son. The other roommate is another street dude, you know what I mean? And then I'm, I'm the third roommate, and we all got our own rooms, right? So this is probably like a four or five bedroom house or whatever. And the whole story is that um, 
actually there's another person involved. I remember now. There's a lesbian uh, chick. Another lesbian chick there. That's there. That's staying. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because these are all the characters in this, right? So you got the mom and her son. The other street dude. And um, I know he's kind of like a junkie, right? So he's, and uh, and it still seems like I'm still that dope, dope boy, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then there's this uh, younger uh, lesbian chick too that's there. So I'm noticing something with uh, something with my car, right? And I'm also noticing like. This um, teenage kid, he's got like free roam of the house. So maybe we're all staying with her, you know. And honestly, like, the way I kind of see it was maybe like I was the dope dude or whatever. And I was like posted up at like a trap. You know what I mean? And, you know, we, like the people that I hung out with, that's kind of like a thing that we we'd do, you know. Uh, when we sell drugs, like, you might just post up at a fiend's house. Fiend spot, you know, just have different little spots that you post up at for a week or two. And then go to a different spot. So this could have been, like, a situation like that. Um, I don't know. Like, it wasn't... I just knew that I was there, that I was staying there. And, um... I, uh... I was looking at my vehicle. It was like a whole different car or whatever. And I knew there was something, something, like somebody's been messing with it. You know what I mean? I could definitely tell that somebody was messing with my car. Because there was things like moved around in it. And so then there was like another day where um, I was noticing other things with it. So like I'd seen like every day that I was going to my car that I was noticing different things, you know, with, with the vehicle, right? Like maybe one day the gas was a little bit less than, than I have remembered or a little bit more than I remembered or, um, things were misplaced or in different places than I put them. But I could tell like in a dream, like wasn't things I was noticing too much because I was, I was still smoking weed in a dream you know, and, um, probably still drinking and all that stuff, but, um, when you smoke a lot, you, you have a bad memory, so, um, I was noticing some, somebody was messing with my car, and I c- couldn't figure out what was going on, like, I couldn't connect it, and then I'm just like, man, why isn't the, um, why isn't my alarm going off? So I remember I hit the alarm and I saw the lights flashing, but I didn't hear the sound going off. So when I popped the engine, the hood to the engine, probably realized that somebody disconnected that. So I knew off off rip somebody was messing with my car. So I'm trying to figure it out, and I remember I'm talking to like my roommates, and they're all playing dumb, right? Um. But I'm like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to try to figure it out. So long story short, I figure out that 
the lady's teenage son was um, messing, messing with my car. And I looked and I seen that the timing belt was put on backwards. And I'm like, yo, what is you doing? Like, uh, oh, I caught him one day. And he was like working under the, the car. He's like, oh, I'm fixing the car for you. And I'm like, yeah, I never asked you to do that. But he was working on it like it was his car. And then it, um, God like showed me um, memories <laughs> of that led up to that dream. And in those memories, I remember that he showed me where this kid was going in and out of my room. Like maybe I was in the living room one day hanging out. I'm like, yeah, just go in my room and grab it. Maybe it was some candy or something like that. So he was already having um, a comfortability of going in and out of my room, right? So I remember I was getting memories of that. And um, then God showed me another memory where I told him, like, yeah, I'm about to cop this new whip. And when I get this new whip, I'm going to give you, I'm going to get this car to you. I'm going to bless you and your mom with this, with this car. You know what I'm saying? And I so saw I had that memory. And that memory was like from a while ago, maybe like a year or so. So what I come to find out, like in a dream, what I what kind of assembled in my mind was that when um when I was sleeping, like if I came in late or whatever, if I was sleeping or knocked out, this kid um got like an extra extra found the extra set to my keys and was using the car like it was his car. Like he just assumed it was his car. So he was like, I remember there, he showed me where like the fluids, the coolant was low. And that's, this is the whole thing where I started flipping out. Cause I'm like, yo man, this is my, this is my car. What is you doing? And I flipped out because I come to find out that the, the lesbian chick, she knew about it, but she went, she didn't want to snitch. Right. The, everybody knew about it except for the mom. So the mom, she didn't know. Right. But the the roommates knew, and they wouldn't telling me. Obviously, the kid knew. So for me to be the last one to find out, I was I was steaming mad. And when the mom was around, like I remember, I was trying to like adjust my tone to where I wasn't like scaring her. How I was yelling at him, and it seemed like no matter how much I yelled at him, he had he was emotionless. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't scare him. It was kind of, like, funny to him. It was, like, comical. Like, he really didn't care. You know what I mean? Which he, which made me even more mad. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, um, I mean, I think anybody would be mad. But I was so mad that I, when his mom went around, um, I became violent and tried to choke him to death. I tried to kill him. Because it was a joke to him, you know, and he didn't care. And uh, I woke up, so. So, yeah, who knows, you know, we always check in with God and um, I guess I got some things to work on, on my anger. Obviously, they're not to that point. I mean, there's been some things that actually have happened lately. This month has been pretty intense. Like the spiritual warfare has been really intense this month. And um, the devil is always constantly trying to get at me. And it's just, it's it's beyond exhausting. And I, a million times a day, I tell God that it's 
more than I can handle, you know, because he's not supposed to give us more than we can handle. And so I'm always telling him, like, how do you know what I can handle? <laughs> he's God, you know. So I'm always talking to him, like, I can't handle this. Like, I'm I'm tired of it. Like, because I'm telling you, people talk greasy to me all the time. And just, like, just have, like, the, it's so hard to turn the other cheek. To pray for them is, is even more harder. So, like, when I get in those situations, I'm like, fine, God, God bless them. God bless them. Bless them and just do whatever you want. Give them mansions and let them win the lotto. Like, whatever you want. Just, I, okay, I forgive them. I don't even want to think about it right now. I'm trying to just get into this next little phase of my mind. Get to the next mood. You know what I mean? And um, sometimes even like when I'm like, you know, studying, listening to the Bible or listening to people preach on the Bible. Like uh, the fig tree ministry episode that I just posted. I know I'm doing all those things that he's telling me, you know, like trying to keep oil in my lamp and do this. It's not easy, you know. So when I was listening to him, he how, you know, how powerful he speaks. Um, I think his name is David from the Fig Tree Ministry. I love that channel, right? That's like my number one channel. Nobody can, st nobody can stay there. Like if I share that with anybody, nobody can bear listening to this guy. But he speaks the truth. So I do that to myself. Like I make sure to stay in the word. I always stay focused on his channel as a way to gauge myself to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for God. Right. But sometimes I do get frustrated with him, too. And I'm like, well, maybe it's the demons I got in me. You know, I'm sure we get demons in and out of us every day. You know, we get them. We get rid of them. We get them. We get rid of them. Like it's, that's a constant battle. Right. Because they're always trying to sneak in. And they're always setting traps to try to sneak in, right? So it's annoying, you know? Um, I don't think anybody on the face of this earth is ever free from that until we die, you know? I think we're always going to be going through that battle. But, um... Yeah, I've been having a couple... I've had people talk to me so greasy... And I know where these people live. You know what I mean? They don't know where I live. I know where they live. These people have been talking to me so greasy. Taunting me. Like, yeah, come and do something. I bet you ain't going to do nothing. You know? And I'm trying to be <laughs> the guy I never been. Which is, God bless you. I forgive you. I don't need your forgiveness. I'll shoot you in your face. You know? And it's just like, the try trying to be... Christ-like and trying is the most mm -hmm. difficult thing in these times because in these times we're dealing with lawlessness, we're dealing with selfishness, we're dealing with pride, we're dealing with everything the Bible told us about and these demons don't want you to make the rapture and they're going to do every little thing that they can all day long. They're just waiting for you to wake up so they can just start set, start attacking you, you know what I mean? And at nighttime, they're setting all these traps for you anyway. So as soon as you wake up, I know they're like, well, the demons tremble when we wake up, man. I, I think the demons are just anxious to try to, to get me, you know, because I'm doing a lot for the kingdom. I mean, um, I really am. And I'm not saying this to like toot my own horn because I'm not a good guy. You know what I mean? But I just I am waging war against Satan. 
and he hates me and I hate him. And that's where my focus is every day is trying to stick it to, to Satan. And the best way we do that is by spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So all day, every day, I'm trying to spread the gospel because it's a war. I'm on the front line in the battlefield, but you open yourself up to more attacks this way. If I was a lukewarm Christian, um, <clears throat> I could probably sit in my house every day and, and probably or just go about my business, not worried about it. Like had a mentality like, oh, that's on them. You know, I don't need to, you know, everybody can. Anybody can find out about Jesus if they do their own research. Like, I could just have that mentality. And trust me, there's days where I get burnt out and I do revert back to that thinking. Because I'm so exhausted from the attacks. I'm, I'm so tired of getting beat up by the devil that I give up. So, don't get it twisted. Like, I go hard, but I also give up a lot. But then I go hard again. So, that's that's me. On, off, on, off, on, off all day long. And I get mad because I feel like God should be protecting me more, but I always get reminded that he's no respecter of persons. So, yeah, I know God's a loving God, you know, but the God that I kind of deal with is like a military sergeant. You know what I mean? It's just like, you need to do what I tell you to do, period. And don't try to do it for a reward. Don't try to do it, you know, thinking that, you know, I'm going to, give you some extra protection like that's kind of like the vibe that I, I feel that I get which makes me not even want to exist so I'm always telling God like why did you force me to exist against my will I don't want to participate I don't want to have nothing to do with this I put it in music like I've expressed that to him so much and a lot of the body of Christ that's getting beat up right now they feel the same way they're tired they don't want to keep going you know, it's really hard to be that chirpy, happy Christian. There's times where I get that, where God does give me his joy. And I feel really, really high off of his love. And then the devil hates that. And so then that might last 20 minutes before I get attacked again with just negative thoughts, depression, anger. Like, just, it's just exhausting. Like, it's just, it's really overwhelming. It's more than I can handle, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm worn out. But, um, yeah, with the fig tree ministry guy, uh, David, you know, some of the stuff that he's saying, like, you know, I get him saying what he's saying because it, <clears throat> it's the word of God. But, I also know that he's not living the lives that everybody else is living. It's a lot more different when you deal with the public and you're dealing with the world all day long. So people that are in, in the service, customer service, <clears throat> you know, where you're, you, you're just dealing with multiple people, you work in a grocery store, if you working in banking or you're working in uh food and restaurant industry or wherever you're working you know on the phone it doesn't matter like wherever you're ha have to deal with like a high influx a high traffic of people traffic of people every day um it's it's extremely different and i don't believe david 
Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know his personal life, but he has uh, relayed that um, he's handicapped or um, he's dealing with, um, like, some debilitating medical issues to where um, um, I think he does, I think he's paralyzed from the waist down, you know. So that's his cross, you know. So, I mean, he is going through a lot as far as that in a different way. You know what I mean? I don't believe he... I don't know. I mean, he could work on the phone from home and have to work with a lot of different people. I'm not sure. And he might have to also deal with his leg situation. I don't know if he gets some type of medical check or, you know, disability check. I would assume that... Um, I don't like to assume, but um, I just know that when he was saying some of the things he was saying, I just was going mad because I'm like, I, you don't got to deal with the people that I got to deal with. But I really don't know what he has to deal with. And um, I probably couldn't deal with, I probably couldn't carry his cross. Like, I, I couldn't be like that. And he used to be like a martial art instructor, so I know he used to be really active. So that would be really, really difficult to deal with. So I'm not judging him because I love that guy. You know, it's my brother in Christ for sure. But <clears throat> the word of God is a sword. And it does strike nerves. And I'm not exempt from it. And I share that with a lot of people. And I think people may think that, um, like, I'm probably indifferent. Or, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, go get them, David. Yeah, you know, like, these people, these sinners need to hear that. No, I'm 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 always the one that's that's I'm receiving it the way everybody else is receiving it. And um I've I've said things and preached things and recorded things and went back and listened to it and I couldn't even listen to myself. And that's because it's the word of God, you know? And when it's the word of God, um yeah, it, it's it's a sword. It's it's meant to um get us to get in line to to get aligned with his word and to implement his teachings and do what we're supposed to do. And as sinners living in flesh and carnality, um, that's the last thing we want to do. You know, and I get mad too because I'm like, yes, yes. Like I listen to him and I'm like, yeah, I get it. God thinks we're all pieces of crap. Well, why did you make us? Why did you create us? Like if you, you know, because we're living under the curse right so there's nothing we could do about living under the curse we come here as babies forced into this environment and it corrupts us it, it, the bible says um bad corrupts good you know bad company corrupts good fruit so and we know that you know so that's why like i live a lot i, I live an isolated lifestyle i don't have friends and i don't do things that i used to do where I used to have tons of friends. I used to have like parties at my house pretty much every day. You know, like I used to live like that. You know, like, yeah, come on, man, shoot through. Yeah, shoot through. Such and such gonna be here. Yeah, you know, we're gonna get it in. Da -da -da -da. You know, whatever. You know what I mean? So like because I was a drug dealer, so it was every day was party party time, right? And anybody that came over, they knew they was gonna get free drugs because I party too. So I'm gonna bust out a line, I'm gonna roll up a blunt, I'm gonna, you know, be drinking with you, you know, and then I'm making music at the same time, so, that was the atmosphere, 
and uh, I'm just glad that God changed me. It's not easy to change your life. It's not easy to repent. Um, it's a constant fight because we're fighting against the flesh. And um, the flesh wants to enjoy the pleasures of the flesh. And that's through um, all the five senses, you know, whether we're watching things that are entertaining, listening to things that are entertaining, eating things that taste good, you know, doing drugs, having sex, all of these things. And uh, <clears throat> we're supposed to um, deny ourselves daily, you know, sacrifice ourselves daily, you know. And <clears throat> one of the things that I'm dealing with is food because I know that's kind of like my last <laughs> little pleasure. And I know I have to eat, right? So fasting has been difficult i still fast every day to a certain time but to actually do the full fast a whole dry fast or even a water fast um that is what i've been struggling with and that's kind of like it's a personal thing you know i'm working on it i want to every day i say i'm actually going to and then I see some food that looks good, that's tempting, you know, and I indulge. And then I regret it. Then I regret it. Life story. <clears throat> but yeah, um, so yeah, I don't know if God does that with you guys. If for those of you that have changed your life, um, it's it's my walk is different. Than like people that actually grow up as Christians. Because I grew up just living a worldly lifestyle. And I've lived a worldly lifestyle my whole life. And so I feel like that the fight for people like that is so much more difficult than somebody who didn't grow up that way. You know, if you grew up in like a structured family unit and... <clears throat> actually had family time and prayer time and went to church and um, just if you just grew up in that type of atmosphere you know I think it's it's different you know because those values and morals are like ingrained in you as to where I just grew up completely free to really just do whatever I want and I did you know um, mm -hmm. since an early early age I've been on my I've been on my own since I was like sixteen. So, um, leading up to that point, I had a lot of freedom, and um, you know I don't even remember really after. I would say probably since like eighth grade, I didn't really have a curfew. So I know the short time that my dad had like a, a steady girlfriend which was, I don't know how many years, um, maybe like five or six years. So I, know, I remember from like maybe third to like seventh grade or something like that. Um, I, you know, I kind of had a little bit of structure, you know, come in when it's dark and, and it was still weird because my dad never had like rules, like really rules like that for us. You know, he was pretty much carefree. Uh, we was always on our own. 
And, um, yeah. So, anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. <clears throat> That's what the books are for. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, God bless you in Jesus' name. And just make sure that you put on the form where God every day, <clears throat> if you don't know what they are, um, I'll go through them. So, we, we got heavenly garments. There are garments. <clears throat> like garments of vengeance is one of them. So I start with put, I just I always say, if there's like a lot of different things, like there's different crowns and different oils uh, or garments, I'll just say, plural, I'll keep it plural. So I'm like, uh, Lord, please put on the heavenly garments. Please um, equip me with the, the belt of truth to gird my loins with. Uh, equip me with the feet of peace. Uh, uh, put on the feet of peace, equipped with the readiness, um, the breastplate of righteousness. Um, please anoint my head with the heavenly oils, like the oil of joy, the oil of gladness. Um, heavenly crowns, like I don't know if, where to equip those or not, but I always just say, if you want to let me borrow any of the heavenly crowns, because in the Bible it says that we throw our crowns at his feet when we make it to heaven. So I always just do that. And then before I put on the helmet of salvation, then I do the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the cloak of zeal. And then after the cloak of zeal, I seal it with the bond of perfectness as we put on charity. And then finally, I always just ask the Lord to, um, to comfort and protect us um, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And, and that's it. All right. God bless in Jesus' name.